When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to look back at another dumb moment from Distorted Views history. Jimmy Boo, what it do? It's Jimmy Boo, long toast, long time sideshow freak. Mm. Um, I, toast sounds good right about now. I was just listening to the voicemails from the 1120. Why is toast always in the same shape? You know what I mean? Like bread is in that, I guess, to fit in toasters. But why can't we have long toast? I would like that. The uh, bigger sandwiches? I'm all for that. I'm going to create a sliced bread that is longer. Like, you know how paper comes in, <laughs> comes in standard and then a letter and legal? I want a legal-sized toast. Um, uh, I, I, is that a dumb idea? <laughs> I, I, I feel like it's a dumb idea, but it, I, to me it sounds good. I don't understand something. Maybe uh, the rainbow bread people can uh, come up with that. And then we can get that singer who's, you know, rainbow bread, that jingle singer who has a speech impediment. <laughs> um, I wonder if that was a charity case. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we got this, or maybe she worked really cheap or something. I don't know. There's got to be some, some reason why they hired her. But at any rate, uh, the rainbow bread people... Could come up with this letter-sized bread that I... Or, I'm sorry, legal-sized bread. Uh, you have listeners... I want a piece of bread that's eight and a half by 14. There's apparently multiple Whatever. listeners who are fake. God, hey, freaks, it's Wednesday, March 31st, 2021. Coming up on the program today, pedophiles and panty-worshipping Trump supporters. Plus, telling your wife she's not really your type isn't the smartest of moves fucking a briefcase and who dropped a deuce in the white house hallway find out today the guy he's in the dirty underwear or something i don't know he's sniff freak a lot of uh, hot liquid poo just went out all at once timothy henson is charged with killing two people on highway 101 over the holiday weekend it's the distorted view show with tim henson yes tim henson back here with you for the wednesday podcast have a great show for you uh real quick before we get into anything else let me just mention a short programming note typically we do sideshow exclusive episodes on tuesdays and thursdays yesterday was tuesday we did a sideshow exclusive podcast on thursday though tomorrow we're going to be doing a show for everyone and then the sideshow exclusive podcast will be on friday we're going to end the week with a sideshow program it's all due to scheduling reasons. It's just, uh, that's just how, that's how the cookie crumbles, as the Rembrandts eloquently put it in the 90s. Uh, that's just the way it is, baby. Nothing? No Rembrandts fans? Well, I am shocked. Anyway, tomorrow there's going to be a show for everyone, and then on Friday we'll be doing a Sideshow exclusive podcast. Great time to sign up, superfreaksideshow.com. Moving on now, uh, you know, one of the things I love about doing the show, maybe my favorite thing, is uh, hearing from you guys. You guys, uh, my listeners make me laugh so much, either by the stuff they send, you know, links to funny news stories or audio, video clips. Some freaks go above and beyond and showcase their talents. They'll record songs for me or Love Lady Cat Lady draws those great album artwork pictures or uh, she's created stickers I love when you guys uh, get involved, and it's it's very appreciated. You guys help make the show uh, even better than it already is. That was kind of like a little compliment to myself, wasn't it? Look, I already know I produce uh, a fantastic program. You guys kick it up a notch or two, but I'm, re- I'm really doing the heavy lifting here. Let's never forget. It starts off great because of me. You guys add a little, little sprinkle of uh, confetti. You're the Jimmies or the nuts on this delicious DV shit Sunday. Shit Sunday. Shit Sunday. Shit Sunday. Anyway, uh, today I would like to honor Vlad. Vlad, I don't know if he discovered this because of the podcast, but at some point he discovered he has an amazing talent 
in that he can sound eerily like a real woman. I'm so jealous of that talent. I've heard the real Vlad speak. He sounds like a guy. His normal voice is deeper than mine, which, let's be honest, is nothing to brag about, I guess. But still, you know, he's not one of these guys with a uh, a high-pitched voice to begin with. But he can do a a convincing female voice. And he's been calling into the party line. You know that party line I call into occasionally and mess around with? Basically, people looking to have phone sex. They leave little uh, audio personal ads, kind of. They describe what they're looking for. And then you can get into, like, a one-on-one chat with them. So Vlad has been doing that a lot, leaving voicemail messages for me as he's on the line with, uh, you know, creepy pervs. Recently on the podcast, uh, I played a little bit of Vlad's most recent call into the party line. Uh, He's doing a new character called Karen Q. Apparently, she's a QAnon believer and a Trump supporter. I played just a little bit of it uh, during a voicemail segment recently, and I said, you know what? We're going to devote some more time to this uh, on an upcoming episode of DV, and that time is now. Let's not waste any time. You know what's happening here. Vlad is on the party line listening to some personal ads, trying to figure out who he is going to talk to as Karen Q. Hey, I definitely like your greeting. Um, I am a pedophile, by the way. Uh, it's this motel room. There's a playground down the street from okay. here. I think I'm going uh, to head down here. I heard a fire alarm. See what I could find. Anything you know. Why are you talking over the message? Everyone is on high alert. Vlad's like, all right, we got a pedophile here. Look alive, people. It's go time. This doesn't even really make sense because we got this guy who's a pedophile leaving a message to a woman named Karen Q. And what is uh, QAnon's pet project? Overthrowing Hillary Clinton's pedophile sex ring. Why would a QAnon person want to have phone sex with a pedophile? Doesn't make any sense. Welcome to the mind of a horny man. Just He just doesn't care. Naturally, uh, Vlad isn't dumb, so he initiates a, a one-on-one conversation with the pedophile. Let's see how that goes. Hello? Hey, what's your name? Wayne, what's yours? Karen Q. Um, hey, Trump, Trump, right? No, yeah. Fuck I hate, that. Yeah. So, so are you, you said you're like a pedo? Yeah, is that okay? Yeah, I guess, like, whatever. Um, I'm having, like, I have to, like, hang up in a minute. Can I call you back? Yeah, you want my home number? <laughs> Pedophiles are so fucking dumb. Yeah, and while you're at it, what's your social? <laughs> what's your home address? Okay. 372 Young Bush Lane. You just admitted to being, like, the worst kind of sex criminal. That happened three seconds ago, and you feel comfortable enough to share your home phone number. I mean, it's probably not a real, it's probably a burner phone or something, right? But still, and it's not like Karen Q was like, oh, that's hot. Pedophiles are sexy. He was like, I'm a pedophile. Is that cool? And Karen Q's like, yeah, I guess, whatever, weirdo. Give me some of your personal information now. Okay. The bad news is, um, I don't think Vlad called the pedophile up on his home phone line. The good news is I have his phone number, so we might have to give him a call real soon. Right now, though, let's continue on with uh, Vlad's adventure on the party line. Hello? Hey, it's Karen Q. Is this, like, Justin? This is Justin, yes. Trump, am I right? Yeah, really. Tell me about it. Not to keep interrupting, but that really is something Trump supporters do. They just, they'll just say Trump. Like, that's a like an entire statement or sentence. Trump! Trump! You, know, you never hear someone go, Biden! Clinton! It's always just Trump! And it's just like that, Trump! Like a dying fucking whale. You know? So what are you up to today? Did you see that fucking press conference by that lizard person, Joe Biden? I turned it off. I watched a little bit and I turned it off. He's not even human. Do you know that? No, he falls down freaking steps down the, down the freaking Air Force One 
Correction, he was tripping up the stairs, which is like worse, right? You miss a step going down, you, you tumble. You can blame part of that on gravity. But I watched Joe uh, trip up the stairs. Like he, he flat out fell on the stair, got up, started falling again on the next step. The man is a bumbling, fumbling near dead. Because he's like an alien or like a lizard person. Like I was watching yeah. and like when I like I zoomed in on his eye and like you could see the like the pupil blink. Can you believe that? Oh really? I'm fucking, I'm fucking crazy. Have you heard about some of this That's shit? Up. Like they're uh, running. Yeah. yeah, like they're trying to run this shit from like inside the earth. Right? Yeah. He's just messed up. He just I'm kicked fucking, out all of us all together. Like, what do you think's gonna happen? Like, like, cause Trump is still president. Oh, he's gonna come back. Don't worry, he's planning something big. Yeah, like, what do you think? A line of gourmet Trump hamburgers. Hold on one second. This guy does not want to be talking about Trump. He wants to get down to fucking. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. I guarantee you, when he gets back on the line, he's gonna try to steer the conversation to sex. So, what are you doing today? Why'd you call? Yeah. So, yeah, I think he's planning something big. What about you? You think he's planning something well, big? Like, I was there on March 4th, but, like, no one fucking showed up. You know, I thought we were going to go. I thought we were going to come kick the fucking doors down again. Remember that shit? Yeah. I was wrong. This guy's into the Trump talk. You remember that shit? I, I do. They talk uh, about Trump for a little while longer, and then uh, Karen moves on to someone a little more um, horny. Hey, baby. What's up, baby? It's Karen Q. Trump. Oh, Trump is the fucking man. Fucking Biden is a fucking idiot. Fucking idiot. Are you stroking right now? Oh, my God. It's so fucking hard, baby. Oh, is it hard? Because you're thinking of Trump. Uh, Trump is Karen's wet pussy. Oh, yeah. Karen Q. Oh, I... My my hair looks almost exactly like Donald Trump. I work really hard at it. Oh, I look fucking pussy. Now this is a horny guy who's just going to ignore all the Trump stuff. Yeah, your pussy hair looks like Trump. You got a Trump merkin on your con. Okay, whatever. I look just like Donald Trump. Imagine me on my knees, looking exactly like Donald Trump. Oh, pulling out that big. Hard, oh, throbbing, oh, oh my God! It's so, it's so big, it's so Trumply. Oh, he just slapped his dick on the phone without prompting from us. That's a first. Usually, we're like, "Hey, slap your wiener on the phone so we can hear how big it is." What kind of meat you're packing down there? I'm bigly here at. I um, you know, I want to dress up like Trump. Put on the full oh, suit. Put on my whole my whole fucking Trump outfit and oh, go to fucking town on you. You know, you know, you know, Joe Biden's a lizard person, right? He's a fucking idiot. He's a, he's a fucking. He's not even a human. Uh, did you watch he's that press conference? Puppet. Did you watch that press conference no, today? I was working. Yeah, I was I, fucking, I, fucking I zoomed in. Fucking listen to this. Listen to this shit. I zoomed in on Joe Biden's eyeball, and I could see his fucking pupil blink, like, crossways like a lizard. I'm, I'm fucking serious. Yeah. I'm telling you, the motherfucker's a puppet. He's, he's controlled. He's not even a puppet. He's a fucking lizard person. Oh, yeah, no. What you, I want you to stroke you and think of Trump. Say, oh, as you stroke, say Trump. <sighs> Well, you either got him off or he had enough of the Trump talk. I I give that guy credit. He really tried to power through. Was masturbating the entire time. I was thinking, like, uh, how the fuck did Joe Biden win this election? Everyone uh, Karen Q talks to is a Trump supporter. But then, you know, I started to, like, piece it all together. I was like, well, these are just... These are the people who call in 
to an antiquated phone chat service. I mean, these fucking things were popular in the 70s and 80s. This is Trump's base, basically. Now, I can't play all of Vlad's conversations. Maybe I can compile them into like one file and uh, put it up on the sideshow. But here are just a few other selections. Here's a Trump supporter who is also into panty worship. So tell me, what's the freakiest shit you like to do? Um, taboo. Some, some taboo. Mm, mm, what kind of taboo? Like panty worship and... Panty? What did you say? Panty? Stuff. Panty worship? Yeah. Like you worship oh. like garments? Or like women wearing garments? Like would you... Like if I were to send like, you a pair... Like if I were to send you a pair of my panties, would you yes. like put them in front of you yes. and like kneel down before them? Yes. Will you do that for me right now? I want you to be down on the ground yeah. and yell and say Trump. Okay. Say, say Daddy Trump. Daddy Trump. He did it. What the fuck is wrong with these people? All right, look, we've got to move on. We're already, what, 15, 16 minutes into the show. We will uh, go over some more of Vlad's calls, probably on the side show. Maybe I'll post them over there. Uh, but thank you so much, Vlad. I'm sorry, Karen Q. Moving on, I do have some other audio I want to share with you. The Cop Destroyers are back. Well, one of them is back to talk about the official Cock Destroyer online store. There's a wide variety of Cock Destroyer merchandise, including Cock Destroyer face masks. If you've ever seen the Cock Destroyers, you know what these bitches look like. They have uh, have had way too much filler put in their lips. You look at them, talk to you, and it's like two hot dogs slapping together. It's very strange, but those are on their, the face masks, so you could look like you have big blown out lips. Here she is talking about some other products. We also have the most fabulous range of mugs for your office space, for the work canteen. I don't think this woman has ever had a real job. If so, you'd, you'd understand that having a mug with the words cock destroyers on the side is not exactly workplace appropriate. Not something a claims adjuster at Nationwide Insurance should be carrying around on the 17th floor, hauling it into the break room or whatever. For whether you're a school teacher, for a present for your mum, for a present for your auntie, for a present for your grandfather. That being said, I would love a cock destroyer mug. Everybody in the UK and I think abroad as well these days. There's also one that says, I fuck for tea. It says um, you can put tea or coffee in it. Also, uh, it'll hold semen and piss. They actually have a whole line of coffee mugs. None of them are workplace appropriate. Now, this is a personal fave. It's got a lovely logo. And it says here... I'm just sat here drinking hot man cum, minding my own business. Now, this is a, obviously my, my words. Oh, a personal quote on that coffee mug. Nice. And then for something a little more subtle... You can be a bit more subtle about the matter and just have the penis spunking love. Oh, yes, it's it's a, a bunch of penises, and out of the penis is a couple streams of jism forming hearts. It's a, another uh, mug available. In a little logo. That might be my favorite mug. Uh, if you want to check it out, I've made it a chapter artwork right now. You can take a look in your podcast app if it supports chapter artwork. Uh, and it's also a featured image over there at distortedview.com and superfreaksideshow.com. So that's what's happening over at the Cock Destroyers new online store. You can find it at dickmode.com minus the I. It's just dckmode.com. A little plug for them. I got to mention Mead Skelton real quick. He recently posted a very short video with some fun Mead trivia. Except it's not really fun. It's just like his birth dates. You know, shit like that. So let's begin. Number one. I was born on Palm Sunday, April the 8th, 1979. Well, what a fun piece of trivia. You're an overgrown man, baby. That's what I got from that piece of trivia. Here's another interesting factoid. I'm a distant cousin to Las Vegas performer and music legend Wayne Newton. Okay, I don't know if that's true. That sounds like 
he was told, yeah, your cousin's Wayne Newton. I got a thing in the mail once. Uh, they were trying to sell some sort of genealogy bullshit. And they said, did you know, Henson, you, your family is a distant cousin to Pocahontas. Isn't it amazing how everyone is, is somehow related to someone fucking famous. Isn't that weird how it, how it always works out that way. Pocahontas. It had to have been my dad's side messing around with the Native Americans because on my mom's side, we were all just whopping it up in uh, Italy. Anyway, you know, there's other little pieces of information we learn about uh, me, you know, his ethnic makeup. You know, he's like, I'm German and Irish, you know, all this stuff or whatever. And then he's like part Lithuanian, I think. And he says it in a weird way. He's like, oh, Lithuanian. He has something against Lithuanians, I guess. But the real interesting piece of trivia, to me anyway, is this one. I was voted boy most likely to be committed in high school. That just kind of fits the Mead Skelton narrative, doesn't it? Especially after Mead told that story of, uh, like, as a teenager, he was pretty much, like, stalking this girl that he liked, just being totally creepy to her until she felt totally uncomfortable. And then the cops were threatened on him. And even afterwards, he would like stare from a distance as this girl would go on horseback rides with another guy. It's like we're getting all these little pieces, little tiny looks, windows into uh, Mead's childhood. And it's starting to paint a complete picture that uh, he's fucking nuts. All of his classmates were like, yeah, I can totally see Mead being committed into an insane asylum. That sounds pretty much on brand for Mead. One more short clip, and then we will get into the news. I saw this reality, a clip from a reality show. I didn't know anything what was going on here, aside from um, a man and his wife talking about the type of women he's attracted to. The wife makes the mistake of asking, am I the type of woman that you are normally attracted to? Am I your usual type? As a husband, you would say, yes, you're my perfect woman. When I close my eyes and dream of the woman that I thought I would find most beautiful and someone I would love to spend the rest of my life with, it's you. It's a picture of you, but with wings because you're my angel, honey. Like, that's the only right answer. You would not reply with, well, usually I go for blondes with big tits. You know, I like pretty girls. It's, you know, it's one of those questions where there's a, a million wrong answers and only one right one it's oh, a tough question that's the see that's one of the wrong answers right there anything that follows is is just adding gasoline to the fire i'll be completely honest not 100 percent. i've always gone my prince charming for the blonde hair blue eyes tan kind of girl and tall you're short Fat brunette. I don't know what to say to her. She's not. She's, she's not fat or anything. Not my type, but I was like, she's not ugly. Yeah, that's what was running through his head, I guess, when he met her. Not my type, but she's not ugly. Yeah, you should include that in your wedding vows. Don't change a word. Well, here's the wife talking about uh, how she felt about uh, this guy's first impression uh, of her. Bruce's first impressions of me rattled me a little bit. Rattled her. I guess that's how he felt. He cries and leaves. So again, I wasn't sure what this reality show was all about because the very next scene is this guy sitting down with his wife, you know, the one he just made cry, and he's got a stack of photographs of women and he has to rate them on the prettiest, like who he finds most attractive to the least attractive. And just for fun, the wife's picture is thrown into the mix. What sort of evil Satan-produced reality show is this? I hate every second of it, but I also love it so much. You noticing a theme yet? He's holding up a bunch of uh, pictures of women. Blondes. All blondes. <laughs> Tans. Look, I know that Joe's a lot older as well, so but Joe's not a bad-looking girl. And then there's three. I'm going to say... But this is 
such a fun project for a husband and wife. Puka, because I'm not into girls with tattoos. Oh, by the way, you know who has a tattoo? His wife. Even though you've got tattoos. And oh, Samantha is my normal type, but uh, I can tell the hair is like really fake looking. And I'm normally into like natural blonde, so... Rebecca isn't normally the top girl I would go for. So she, you know, he's going through all these women, talking to his wife about why he's picking who he's picking, why he's putting them in the in the rank he has decided on. Uh, but then there's one last picture, of course, and that picture is his wife. Where is she going to end up in the ranking? But now Bryce has one last wife to rank. Oh. <laughs> his own. Can you not look where I put it? I'm not. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, it's safe to say at this point that she's not going to be at the top of the list. But it looks like places her fourth. By the way, I, I just have to mention the, the music. Jesus Christ. You can look. So loud. Right, so now she can look. See, she's number four. It's a kick in the guts. Yeah. I smell divorce. Don't even know what to say. Fourth. You don't even get a medal for that. I know you're probably hoping that you're number one. But uh, the way the cookie crumbles. Knowing what I know about all the girls. As a complete package, definitely. Oh, well, that's sort of sweet. Like when we take looks out of the equation, you're my number one, baby. <laughs> a stand at number one for me. I had to find out what what insane show is this, and it's one that I, I've sort of heard of before, and it kind of makes sense now what's going on. It's called Married at First Sight. Have you guys heard of this show? I'm pretty sure I have. Uh, I, I've never seen an episode though. Apparently, uh, it's all about strangers being paired together by experts. These experts learn about you, and then they figure out who you know you, you you would best be with, and then they make you marry her or something. You know, it's married at first sight, right? So these this couple, this married couple, has been married for I don't know two seconds. So it's a game show, basically. And so now I can't understand why this woman was getting so bent out of shape. It's not like he's really your husband. He didn't even have a say in the matter. You know what I mean? You were just like, you guys were just hooked up. And so he was being honest. He was like, look, you're not normally my my type, but you're, you know, you seem pretty awesome. Looks wise, I go for people without tattoos and who are naturally blonde. You're none of those things. You've got tats and I don't know what the hell's going on with your hair, but you seem nice. Let's give it a shot. You know, I don't understand why this woman's crying. It's a kick in the gut. Still, it was pretty evil that the woman had to sit there. As she was being ranked, ranked in attractiveness, according to this guy. I'm going to have to check out that show again. It sounds very, very evil. Uh, it's called Married at First Sight. Uh, so you can, I, I think there's different versions, right? There's like a British version and an Australian version. There's even an American version. How the fuck have I never heard about this? I mean, I, I kind of have, but not enough to really ever look into it. I guess I hear reality show and I fucking tune out. All right, uh, and with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist. Right now. Crazy, bizarre Not a member of the Distorted View Sideshow. What are you waiting for? Help support the stupidity. Sign up, become a true and honorable freak, and when you do, you will gain full access to the entire archive of programs. I've been at this since December 2004. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of past shows for you to check out. More importantly, every week we do new exclusive shows just for paying members. Yesterday we did one. Normally on Thursday we do a Sideshow exclusive episode, but uh, this week it's going to be on Friday. So we've still got another exclusive show coming up for you Sideshow freaks. Be on the lookout for that. It's a great time to sign up. Superfreaksideshow.com. Memberships are very inexpensive, only $6.99 a month. Even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. Other ways to support the program, since this is how I make my living, believe it or not. Uh, Patreon.com slash view. Yeah, we've got a Patreon account. You can pledge as little as a dollar over there. Occasionally, I'll do posts, you know, uh, or little videos, stuff like that. Uh, if you pledge $5, you get access to a special voicemail line. 
Uh, and then there are other tiers, too. Like, if you pledge $20, uh, I will occasionally send out some physical goodies, and I'm working on sending some of those out again right now. So if you are at the $20 level, be on the lookout for some stuff arriving in your mailbox real soon. All right. Three very quick stories now. First up, a drunk mother got kicked out of a nightclub and then attacked her boyfriend with a hair dryer after he refused to have sex with her. Looking at her mugshot, you'd probably refuse sex with her, too. I don't know her ethnicity. She looks a little uh, Native American. She's like the Native American version of Sagittarius Shawnee. Maybe not quite as large as her, but still not a dream date situation. Uh, Adriana Sierra allegedly bludgeoned her boyfriend in the early hours of Sunday after climbing on top of him and demanding sex, only to be told no. She is said to have gone clubbing while her partner stayed at home to watch their kids. Wow, responsible. Then came home in a drunken rage after being kicked out. Sierra's partner said the noise she was making woke up their children and that she picked up a hairdryer by its cord, striking him several times with the device. The man, who wasn't named out of embarrassment, said Sierra then picked up their daughter and ran to the house next door. Police were called, with Sierra claiming that she had suffered domestic violence at the hands of her partner, even though it's him who had hair dryer-sized welts on the side of his face. She told the officer, He just beat my ass! Asked for further detail, Sierra was allegedly too drunk to make sense. Oh man, where's the police body cam footage when you need it? She did not offer a coherent version of events. Apparently each time she was talking about it, it made less and less sense. She eventually claimed that her boyfriend punched her with a closed fist after refusing her sex. Even that doesn't really make sense. Like, why would he punch her if he was saying no to sex? If she asked for sex and he said no, it makes more sense that she would get angry. And that's exactly what happened. Officers questioned uh, Sierra's partner, who insisted that she was the aggressor and that he had been the victim. Both had injuries. Okay, so maybe they were both doing a little punching. But Sierra was arrested after shouting, let me back around him and I'll beat his ass again. Bitch, all you had to do was keep your mouth shut. You almost got your man in trouble. All right, uh, so yeah, she said, uh, I'll beat his ass again while being questioned by police. Sierra, by the way, has previous arrests for public intoxication and running a red light. Well, I hope she did hard time for that one. She's now been charged with domestic assault. She was booked into the Wichita County Jail, where her bond was set at $2,500. Second story we have for you today. You know, I'm a dog person. Love the dogs. Starting to think, though, that uh, Joe Biden's dogs might not be a good fit for the White House. You may recall like a month or two ago, uh, one of Biden's dogs, Major, bit someone in the White House. The explanation was, you know, Major was is still getting used to the place and there's a lot of strange people coming in and out and he got scared and he bit. So the dog was sent away for a while, I don't know, or Camp David or something. Who knows? They stayed with a family friend for a couple of days. Yeah, they let the dog cool off, chill out. Eventually, it was allowed back in the White House. And then the dog bit again just a few days ago. President Joe Biden's younger dog, Major, this week was involved in his second biting incident of the month. The dog nipped someone while on a walk, uh, said Michael LaRosa, press secretary to First Lady Jill Biden adding that the dog is still adjusting to his new surroundings. The dog was on a walk, though. Not like it was, it was at home just chilling. You're going to have to start muzzling the dog. You're going to have to do what everyone else does. The dog needs some obedience training. The individual was seen by the White House medical unit out of an abundance of caution and returned to work without injury, Rosa said. The dog had been seen by reporters on a walk around the White House South Lawn before the president and first lady traveled to the Vietnam Veterans Memorial early Monday morning. The German Shepherd only just returned to the White House last week, along with his sibling Champ, after causing a minor injury to another employee. This time of the U.S. Secret Service on March 8th. That's not the end of the story, though. Major has become a real major problem. A major pain in the ass. In addition to the uh, the two bitings that I just mentioned, Major was at it again this week. J- just yesterday, as a matter of fact. What did the dog do this time? 
Or maybe I should word that, what did the dog do do this time? That's right, he took a big shit in the White House. Well, we don't know that it was major. I have a sneaking suspicion it could have been Joe Biden himself. He's old, he's tripping upstairs, he's feeble, he might be incontinent too. Turd could have rolled out of his ass right down his pant leg. They're just blaming everything on poor Major. According to the story here, one of the uh, president's dogs apparently deposited the pile of poop in the hallway outside the diplomatic reception room. Oh, they received quite a reception over there just off the South Lawn on Wednesday. Reporters accompanying Jill Biden on a trip to California spotted the brown mound on the red carpeted hallway as they waited just inside the mansion to be escorted to the first lady's motorcade. It's unclear which pooch, Major or Champ, dropped the turd. I have a feeling Major's going to take the fall for that one. He's going to be known as the bad dog. Yeah, earlier this week, Major uh, was involved in the second biting, like I mentioned. Lately, you, uh, you, you when you see the dogs, Major has been on a leash and uh, Champ is roaming freely. Champ is the one that can be trusted, I think. What happened Wednesday wasn't the first known instance of dog poop inside the White House. Given the long history of presidential dog ownership, President Barack Obama's dog, Sonny, liked to sneak off and poop in the mansion. Hmm. Always Democratic president's dogs taking shits in the White House. What's up with that? Proof they hate America, right? Uh, yeah, that's according to Michelle Obama, by the way. Michelle is the one who said, yeah, you know, our dog likes to sneak off and poop in the mansion. President Donald Trump did not have a pet in the White House. He did have his son, Barron, though who I think is autistic. He may have taken a shit in Donald Trump's shoe a few times. Take a look at that kid, Baron. He's just He just has that look on his face like, I just took a big steamer in mommy's closet. <laughs> Whatever. All right, uh, there you go. Uh, no, we're not done yet. We have one more fucking story. Good God. Ponderous, man. Fucking ponderous. Ponderous. Good golly, Miss Molly. Final story we have for you today. Oh, it's another one of these people attracted to weird things. Like objects. I think last time on the show, we talked about a woman who was uh, tracked to do a roller coaster. This time, Rain Gordon, age 24, has finally tied the knot with her love, a briefcase. I'm retarded. Doesn't that go through your mind when you hear that someone has married a briefcase? Oh, this is a this is a special needs person. You know, some people have like uh, stuffed animals they have to always carry around with them. She's got a fucking briefcase. All right, a woman who admits she's drawn to objects romantically has opened up about marrying a briefcase. She was at first infatuated by it and then gradually developed into a romantic and sexual desire. She was married to a briefcase she had called Gideon at a ceremony in June of last year, held by a neighbor. The 24-year-old said that even though in the past she has had relationships with men, she was always more drawn to objects than to humans. Every story like this is the same. Same with that roller coaster chick. She's like, yeah, I fucked around with some guys, but I like steel coasters better. I can form bonds with them. Uh, Yes, in her relationship with objects, she was always happier. After buying him at a hardware store as a prop for a photo shoot, a classic romance story, the young woman first saw her future husband back in August 2015. As time went by, she said she found herself falling in love with the briefcase. A couple of months after that, in November 2015, nursery school teacher Rain, she's a teacher, revealed her obsession with the briefcase and made her relationship with it official. Instagram official. So this is pretty serious. Eventually, they tied the knot last June. I started growing feelings for objects at the age of eight. She says... I fell in love with places like a new shopping center, which opened up in my town during childhood and early teenage years. I can sort of relate to that. I fucked a change machine at an Aladdin's Castle Arcade back in 1992. You know, the one where you insert a dollar and outcomes tokens. Nothing was coming out that day. Things were coming in, if you know what I mean. And if you do know what I mean, can you explain it to me? It had something to do with jism. All right, uh, I never thought we were going to get married. I love its look. She bought this at a hardware store, so it's not like a fancy leather briefcase. 
like one of those uh, metal briefcase you store drills and shit in. I love its look, but didn't think about any other thing, she narrated, reflecting on the briefcase. Then I began to like Gideon for anything more than that. I realized steadily that I was beginning to fall in love. I would like to look at him for hours. That's an obsession, bitch. And enjoy his touch. The relationship started after a few months in November. We shared our first hug and kiss, and we spent more time together in the evenings and weekends. For three or four hours, we could have philosophical conversations. Telepathically, our divine connection and connectivity is revealed. I hear him, and he hears me. You're schizophrenic. That's what you are. But from the outside, it seems like a monologue. To me, Gideon is more than a wife. He's a husband, a friend, a mentor. What a weird way of putting that. She's a woman, and she said, to me, Gideon is more than a wife. He's a husband. Would you ever say that? Like, what? if I was married to a woman, I would never say, I think of my wife as more than a man. She's a woman. <laughs> it's just so bizarre. Uh, though still in a relationship with Gideon, Rain said she branched out into a new relationship with a man in 2017. That's called that's cheating is what you're doing. But she did not communicate with him in the same way. And she would always go back to Gideon over another man. At first, uh, you know, she didn't tell anyone about her relationship with the briefcase. Eventually, she told some of her friends and her brother who disowned her. <laughs> no, no, he did not disown her. As a matter of fact, she said that her friends and brother were both really understanding. Stop enabling her insanity. Rain and Gideon got wedding rings with individual engravings on them. While Rain admitted that the marriage was unofficial and not legalized, she said she was the happiest she has ever been. Rain is now telling her experience to help raise awareness about sexual objects and to break down the stereotypes and myths about this orientation. People don't get what I feel. I was informed that I was ill and I needed to get care. Why, why not try that advice? Just try it. She says it is shameful to mock and humiliate us for the fact that uh, we love those that are not like anyone else. Love is love. Love. She also says that she wishes there was more empathy among people. My favorite part of that entire story is that uh, she's having philosophical discussions with the briefcase. Guys, don't get the wrong idea. It's not just a physical relationship. It's not all about sex. I don't even know if any of it is about sex. Can she have sex with a briefcase? I guess you could rub her clit up against the handle or the little nubs that stick out of the combination lock part. You know what I mean? Fascinating woman. Did I say fascinating? I meant stupid, stupid, stupid woman. That, my friends, is your distorted news for Wednesday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. Well, we find ourselves at the end of yet another show. You know what that means. It's voicemail time. I love to hear from you freaks, and there are many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. Voicemail line for you, 206-666-4463. I'm all over social media at Distorted View on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook.com slash Distorted View Show. Yada, yada, yada. All right, let's check in with some patrons here. Hi, Jenny Boo. It's your friend, Abby. Um, I wanted to call and tell you a, you know, your frequent moment that I had last night. Okay. Um, and also a request because of this moment. Um, but I was over at my sister-in-law's house and we were eating ribs that she had made. And she has a little boy, he's like seven, and he's asking questions about the ribs and the bones and all that. And he starts, like, pointing at random things around the house going, oh, that's made of meat, and that's made of meat. Well, of course, you know where I'm going with this. Yes. But he points at the screen door, and he goes, that window is made of meat. And my partner goes, like, no, buddy, it's, it's made of glass. And he goes, glass meat. And with a mouthful <laughs> of rib meat in my oh. mouth, I definitely started saying, glass meat, glass, glass meat. That is not where I thought the story was going. I thought he was just going to, like, point at his private parts and, and say that's made of meat and i didn't know it was going to turn into a uh, glass meat my partner knew that it was something that had to do with you but he <laughs> didn't know what i was referring to so I was oh, he, he doesn't like the song glass meat clocks be able to play the hit song um your lovely song glass meat clocks for me oh absolutely i would i would be honored to play glass meat clocks no one ever asks me to play that. Glass meat clocks, glass meat clocks. Eat your time. Tell the 
Happy world where 12 is ground beef. Hamburger is midnight. Glass meat blocks. Adopted Derby world. Glass meat blocks. Yeah, that's the version with instrumental backing. Listener put some music uh, in there. So I hope you enjoyed that. Yes, glass meat, glass meat clocks. I was toying with the idea of selling a glass meat clock in the Distorted View store. Well, maybe I could get Love Lady Cat Lady to help me with that. It would be an actual clock. I don't know how I would do this, but it would be a real clock. And obviously, 12 would be ground beef and hamburgers at midnight. I don't know. I don't know how we'd work that out. Uh, maybe look for it in the Distorted View store this coming holiday season. Probably not, though. Hey, Tim Ziggo here. Calling in to confirm your claim regarding the anatomy of Australian males. As the resident Australian fucker, I can tell you a little bit about Australian male buttocks. Oh, yes. Uh, my theory was that Aust- like all Australian guys are really hairy, have hairy asses. You see, the fur that covers their gluteal region extends all the way up to the ventral region, up to their pouch. Yes, Australian males have a pouch. Oh, I just... They're a bit like yeah. seahorses. If seahorses drank a lot and abandoned their babies right after birth, hoping that it- So Australian men are more like marsupials. Nearby dingo will take them. Spiders do occasionally make their home in the hair, but this is a symbiotic relationship. The spiders eat smaller but more harmful parasitic critters that try to feed off of the Australian male. Yeah, also, I, I, I theorize that, um, you know, Australia has those big, huge spiders. And the problem with having a, a hairy ass is that uh, spiders would nest in there. I wish I could... T- I think that all came about on the Sideshow exclusive program yesterday. I don't know. Tell you more, but I'm not a butt person. Yeah, but the Australian male... You're missing out, honey. ...truly is a fascinating species. Did you know that the balls are located above the dick? <laughs> I'm happy to answer any and all further questions that you might have about the Australian male. Is that because everything's, like, uh, upside down over there? Unfortunately, they are really frightened by mirrors, so primary sources are not very accurate. But I do think I have done enough field work to know what I'm talking about. All right. Australian males have pouches. Their balls are on top of their dicks. Spiders do, in fact, nest in their thick ass hair. Good to know. You Jimmy Boo, Johnny Crow Just calling in about your recent show, Cat Tranquilizer and Better Go Back Um, He played the lesbian streamer. Uh, oh, my God. How great was that yesterday? I'm in their little fight. Yes. And you said that women use the word toxic and both. Yes, everything is, it's, to- look, it triggers me. It's toxic. That's like, women like to say that a lot. And women also like to go on journeys. Thank you for, thank you for coming with me on this journey. And it's like, you drank your first bottle of coconut water. You filmed it and you posted it on YouTube. That's what constitutes a journey now. Oh, that's good. You're fucking right. That's 100% it. Granted, I've been in a couple of shitty relationships, my last one per se. She cheated on me, and then she used that I was being toxic, and I was emotionally unavailable, and that I was disassociating during sex. Imagine you being... Uh, emotionally unavailable. I wonder why that is. Maybe because she fucking cheated on you. Sorry, I don't want to get so close to you right now. After you had another guy's dick in your fucking mouth. I you can still smell it on you. And none of that was- I'm not so much emotionally distant as I am physically distant. You need to mouthwash that fucking whorehole of yours. It was a thing. Like, I was like, what the, fu- what, what the fuck is this even like a thing? You cheated on me and I'm the problem? What? Um, well... Yeah, none of that was was true. I don't want you to think for a second that uh, I I don't believe that guys can be total shitheads. No, no. Guys have a whole other set of problems in asshole moves. Now, her new boyfriend, she cheated on him. And then she messaged me asking me what I was doing this weekend. And I told her to get fucked. But yeah, yeah, you hit the nail on the head, I always do. I'm very smart. Hey, uh, Tim, Tyler, hope you're good. Uh, just calling to share a quick thought. You were talking about lesbians and what a difficult time it must be, you know, being in a gay relationship with a, another woman. <laughs> I really come off as like a woman hater, don't I? Uh, you are Women are the worst at- with their feelings and their words. Absolutely right, man. When I was in school, uh, this is... A bunch of incels calling in now. Yeah, you're right, Tim. 
Women suck! Quite a while ago, uh, I had this couple that lived next door. They were like 35 or so, which was kind of funny because it was like student housing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would sit outside on their balcony all day long, smoke cigarettes, and fight with each other like crazy, especially when they were drunk. Oh, my God. I think I know those women. I live next to those women. When I first came back down to, uh, to Columbus... Back in like 2010 or something, uh, Joey and I lived in a like a duplex, and uh, the, the the people that lived on the other end of the wall, other side of the wall, was a lesbian couple, and boy oh boy, did they fight a lot. Um, the police always got involved. Yeah. Uh, I saw them arrested <laughs> a couple of times. Must be a common thing with lesbians uh, for fighting with each other. You know, the joke about lesbians is that they, they move in together super, super quick. Something about a U-Haul or something. But I think there must be some truth to that because I think these, these uh, women get into these relationships quickly and then and then realize that they're, they're not necessarily a perfect match for one another. And then they're, like, miserable for a while. And then, you know, they'd make up. Everything would be fine. But the funny thing was they had a, a dog. I went out uh, on my balcony one morning because they were screaming that they couldn't be arrested because uh, they had a dog in the house that nobody would be there to take care of. So they had to uh, bring in animal control <laughs> to uh, take the animal uh, and, I guess, take care of it. But, yeah, man, they're fucking banshees. I, uh, I could not imagine being in a... Uh... The sex, like I said, must be amazing with those. Hey, Tim, I was listening to your um, math dildo episode. It reminded me... From my hometown, this guy tried to blow up one of three women with a dildo bomb. So I figured you might enjoy hearing that. I'm going to need a source on that. You're going to have to track down a news story from your hometown paper or something and send it along to me because I don't believe you. Dildo bombs. It's amazing if it's true, though. All right. uh, That is all the time we have on this edition of the program. Watch you guys email me. Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you. 206-666-4463. That's 206-666. Oh, God, is it again? Daddy Trump. Spread the distortion. STD. Tell all your friends about the program. Don't forget to rate us and review us wherever you can criticize podcasts. Tomorrow, I will be back for everyone. Be on the lookout for a brand new Thursday show. Until then, you guys have a great day. Bye, everybody. The countdown will begin this Sunday afternoon at 1, right here on the radio station you grew up with. Music Radio 138. Oh, fuck. What the hell's going on here? Jeez, well, isn't it the last hour? We got another hour to do? Jeez, I thought we were almost finished. Good golly, Miss Molly. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. This has been another excellent podcast from the Scribe Media Group. Learn more at scribe.net.